This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and have with me in the studio today um, Sean from Frankton Park. And when I first heard Frankton Park, honestly, I thought, oh, you know, Frankton, <laughs> you know, from our area, from our community. I didn't know a lot about you guys, but I understand you're quite a big organisation. You've been around a long time and you do some pretty amazing things. Not all in Frankton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's absolutely right there, Holly. So, um, so tell me a little bit about what is Frankton Park? So Frankton Park, we support people with traumatic and acquired brain injury. So um, anybody that's suffered those types of injuries that can't live at home um, without support or, um, are, you know, at a level where they need round-the-clock supports. Yeah. And, and that can range from uh, a raft of different supports in terms of uh, personal care, um, you know, budgeting, finance, mm. community access, so getting out and about, running errands and stuff like that. So we just yeah. support them to live their best life, really. And and so do you do that in their home or do you have a home for them? Like, how does this work? Yep, so um, at the moment we've got 10 properties here in Hamilton and we've got three in Palmerston North. Um, so they live in those, like a flatting type situation, yeah. and live with other people with traumatic brain injury, and they have 24-7 care in their homes. So wow. based on their uh, individual needs, I guess we can call it, um, will determine you know, the dynamic of the other people around them, etc., etc. Yeah. And we, yeah, we basically set it up so that they're getting all their needs met, whatever they may be. Um, they're interacting with the local community, getting out socially, inter- integrating with groups and um, all the other um, kind of activities like the velodrome, hydrotherapy, all those sorts of things. So we're linked and connected in with them and build those into yeah. the individual's sort of weekly schedules and things. Because it really is important, eh, to stay connected to communities and involved and, you know, not not to become isolated and sit in a space by yourself. You yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're big on the, the term support your local. Yeah. So we do a lot of our, um, right down to our sort of the house shopping and stuff with our local supermarket, our local yeah. uh, veggies and yeah. butchers and things like that. So we're big about that and, and really trying to, um, how do I say it, we, we don't want to individualize these people um so we, we do little things that we don't have a uniform we don't oh, want, yes yes we don't want to be identified as carer per yes. se and um or support worker we want these people to feel as normal as possible so and, this and is a home yeah yeah, yeah 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 now that makes sense hey to people who come to frankton park do they is this a lifetime thing or do people transition like what happens there yep yeah, so it, it can be it can be. So we contract through to ACC. Um, we also have worked with the DHB around um, specific individuals, but our major funder is ACC. So yes. a lot of our guys have come to us um, via accident, obviously having an accident. Yeah. Um, come to us through connection at ABI up in Auckland, uh, the hospital here, accident occurs, they go into a, an acute setting yeah. for a period of time. 
when they're ready to reintegrate back home or community, sometimes we might be a a period, well, a transitional period. Yes. So coming out of acute care, um, two three months with us, getting them back on their feet and then yeah. transition back home. But um, in saying that, we have got probably sixty percent of our cohort at the moment are, um, are probably home for life. Yeah. Um, don't have whānau network. Um, come from you know lots of different backgrounds where that support's not available to them um, mm. at home might have been living by themselves or even some have been homeless prior to being with us so wow. have an accident and um, yeah they've come to us and we'll support them until until they no longer need our support yeah. but um, how, yeah. how do they find out about you yep we we're at the moment uh, so we've been going for about six years now and and we were developed on the back of um, our owner and managing director, Daryl Brown, had, an, had a head injury himself at mm. the age of 17. So young, yeah. um, naive, yeah. vehicle, uh, motor vehicle accident with yeah. a, a few of his friends. And um, during that time, his family were his only support. And they supported him through that, helped him get through that. He also had a sister who's been in and out of services all her life with a, a number of different uh, mental health diagnoses. And... Um, you know, his mum and dad kind of paved the way for his vision mm. and they were there supporting both his sister and himself through those times and didn't have much support yeah. so he got into that um that line of work first and foremost he worked over at the Hodaki Trust who are another residential facility similar to us he was a general manager there for some years and then decided well I'm going to make one my own one here in Hamilton and yeah going back to um what you mentioned earlier there around Frankton. So yes. that's the name. He brought a house on uh, Wicker Street, so that's nice. where all our properties are, our Hamilton-based properties. We've got eight there, and we've got two out at Rotokodi, which is just behind the zoo there. We've got a rural kind of mini farm sitting there. Beautiful. Um, and he brought 48 Wicker Street. It was his first home, and he supported two or three individuals through that, starting, got the contract, then got certified by the ministry, etc. and then one thing led to another number 50 became available he brought that could then support more individuals and then we just grew from there so quite amazing what an yeah. amazing story and what what took him to palmerston was it palmerston north or Palm yeah so one of the big things um you mentioned earlier as well was is making a home for our people yeah and that's the biggest thing um for us is just really making it Yes, they're coming to us for support, but we want them to feel like this is their home. Yeah. So we were contacted about two years ago from a whanau in Palmerston North who were having some challenges with their son. Yeah. Um, a residential facility in Palmerston North could no longer support him for for a number of reasons, and they were searching for a, a more of a kaupapa Māori type setting, um, yep. ve very ingrained in their whanau as the tikanga, etc. Um, we are... We, we model ourselves, so we utilise a couple of specific health models like Te Whare Tapa Fa, mm. um, things like that in, in terms of the way of how we uh, support our guys. Yeah, and understanding that the yeah. support isn't just a clinical thing. That's it's, right. yeah, It's the full holistic it, approach. And absolutely, yeah, Fano beautiful. is very important to yeah. us. Um, they play a, play a massive role yeah. in the way in which we support our, our residents. So, um, yeah, lo long story short, they, they came to us through Connection, um, a previous employee... Of our of Frankton Park, um, knew them through Fano Connection, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then the seed was planted, and yeah. it was, um, can we bring them to Hamilton? We've got nowhere else to go, etc. So we brought them up, and um, we made a commitment to them that um, 
he was our first kind of out of the region yeah um resident to come from a a, a long way away, if we call it that. We've got guys from Tauranga, from Rotorua, yeah, the surrounding that, areas. And that's about an hour, so it's yeah. not too bad, yeah. eh? Yep. Yeah, but, so, but Pumice North, yeah, yeah, it's a bit it was of a, a trick. bit of a venture. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. And, and I'm um, I'm from down that area myself, yeah. so I'm, um, I'm from a little place called Shannon, which is about 20 oh, yes. minutes out of Palmerston the North. So yes. when we got um, that phone call and, and kind of this project, if we call it that, we, we wanted to really, well, it had a place with me that's my whakapapa down there and Palmerston yeah. was uh, the, I guess the place we would go shopping as a kid so it resonated um, with me and, and we wanted to really make this work so we made a commitment to that whanau and said that if we ever have the opportunity we will bring him home Right. and um, one thing led to another he came here, he was with us for about 2-3 years um, we kept in communication with the whanau this is what we're doing etc and then out of the blue, we got um, an opportunity to purchase a property down there. Wow. Um, it's amazing one, how things can yeah, happen, eh? It yep. comes together. Yep. One thing yep. led to another. We worked with the whanau, and they had a lot of close networks down there um, as we were ACC. I'm from ACC myself, so oh, I've yep. worked for ACC for about 10 years of my life prior to Franklin Park. And I knew some ACC case managers down there, made a few phone calls, and sort of what's the need for support around brain injury in Palms of the North and mm. they said well basically if you start up down here we'll be able to we'll be able to fill, fill your beds like, <laughs> yeah. literally and so we one thing led to another again and then we brought the property and then um, got off the ground and went through all the certification process etc and uh, here we are so That's we took amazing. him home we were able to take him home we had a lovely opening down there with the local, local iwi um, and, and the whānau was was very moving oh, and to get him yeah. home was a um, massive achievement for us and, and a commitment we made to the whānau we achieved that so he's now part of the reason Palmerston North has been um, built Yeah, and we've now got seven residents down there um, all from sort of the supporting areas Levin and yeah. Paraparamu and we, we connect to the Wellington version of ABI nice. um, so they've got a got a cute service down there and we're transferring and working with them and yeah pretty amazing and 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 so special for the family to get him back and yep. and really cool for you guys to realize how important that model is when he hasn't been able to fit in another space yeah but i was obviously thriving in an environment that reflects the right culture for him yes absolutely and, and culture is a massive part for him yes as an individual and, and for their whanau yeah massively emerged in their tikanga and, and, and like I say that opening they supported us with that, they drove a lot of the porphyry and the opening and the blessing of our whare, mm. all of that sort of stuff and it was um, very moving very oh. moving for myself and Daryl our owner and director came down for the opening and um, yeah it, it just touched us in a way that oh. was kind of validating to, <laughs> yeah. to a certain extent that you know we're doing we're doing some good work here yeah. in the community, and, and it we've was now been able to branch out. And it was absolutely the right thing to do for for him and his whānau as well. I mean, that's incredible. One hundred percent. So, what you came from ACC, but what got you into this work? Yeah, so at ACC, I worked in a number of different roles, um, from case management, and actually started off in the call centre. So, receiving the people yep. phoning up, and yep, yep, ACC is massive, and I didn't know ACC myself, and. You get into that um, kind of organisation and, and doors open everywhere for you. Mm. Um, so it wasn't too long 
in my time there that I got into um, what they call serious injury or um, now partnered recovery. Mm. Um, and, and that looks after people with traumatic brain injury and spinal. So I was working as a case manager um, at that time, looking after an, a number of different clients yeah. and making sure that um, we're, I was basically meeting their need wherever I had them. Some were living at home with support, some were living inside residential facilities, yeah, all that sort of thing. So I got to meet a few people and it was, um, I connected to Frankton Park as I had two of my clients at the time were in Frankton Park. Yeah. So I was having regular meetings with them and, and very curious to get to know who they were because they had a just a different sort of approach to it. Um, a lot of residential care facilities are hospital model, yes. if you like. So yeah. set up like wards and, you know, we have a communal kitchen, that yep. sort of thing, whereas Frankton Park offer that this is actually a home. Yeah. And, and we're living in a home that's supported and it's their home. Yeah. Making it feel as much a, as much like home as as we can, and I really liked that. I had a couple of um, clients at the time, a um, couple of Maori boys too. And with my background, I, I I don't know what it was, but I I got allocated a lot of the Maori um, claims, if we call it that. Yeah. And and I could build a good connection with those guys, and I knew once I'd met Daryl and the team at Frankton Park that there was a couple of guys within my list that would really benefit yeah. from living in their service. And I guess that's how it all grew from that. So I, I built a relationship with Daryl, and then, funny enough, one, one day we were working with the whanau, and we had our um, sort of mid-year catch-up with the whanau, how's yep. he going and what are we going to do next, etc. And then um, <laughs> one of the managers at the time said, you should come and work for us. And I sort of, we just laughed and kind of said, yeah, that'd be nice. And as I was walking out, I said, well, if you're serious, you can make me an offer. I can't refuse. Nice, yeah. And then two <laughs> weeks after that, I was having a meeting with the general manager at that time in a cafe. And wow. it all grew from there. Yeah. And um, it I was just a, I tell you why, though. Like, yeah. honestly, I've worked in this sector for, yeah, I've got a lot of greys. I've worked in this sector for quite a long <laughs> yeah. time, this this long. Um, and and what I've found um, whenever I've hired anybody is that you can teach people skills, yep. but people come with community heart or they don't. Yes. And you can't teach people heart. You know it when someone has it, yep. and it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And and I was um, I was quite sceptical when it comes to, you know, you put out into the universe what yeah. you get back, all these sort of... But it's true, eh? It's absolutely true. At that time, ACC were going through a, um, a restructure, um, and working into a new model of care. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they we had to basically apply for our job. Mm. And there was sort of that halved the teams in terms of um, yeah. our team of 16 at the time was going to be halved to nine or something like that. Wow. Wow. So we were competing with colleagues. who were our friends, yeah. our colleagues, to, yeah. you know, who's going to stay here and who's going to have to move on, et cetera. Yeah. And this came around at the right time and... Um, I now believe you know you, you can really you put the work in and you give out the the positivity and the vibes to the universe. Yeah. It'll bring it back to you in some way or another. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was just a bit of the backstory. But this is not about me. It's probably more <laughs> about how I linked to Frankton Park and and Frankton Park's just given me a whole new um, vision yeah. on, on how we can support. 
So what do you do um, there exactly? What's your role specifically? Yep, so I'm the general manager there at yep. Frankton Park. So this is just a recent appointment, um, probably only two months old in this role. Wow. So prior to this, I came on board at um, Frankton Park as the operations manager. Yeah. And that was working with um, sort of the, just the day-to-day running, making yeah. sure that all our residents are getting everything they need, making sure the, the policies and procedures that we work to were being adhered to by our staff and, yeah. you know, the recruitment, making sure, like you said earlier, getting the right people, yeah. the ones that have that heart. Like we can – I've seen in, in my years at Frankton Park, um, you know, you can come in the door with all these qualifications and yeah. all that sort of thing mm. if you if you don't have that ability to build relationship and rapport mm. and that empathy. Yeah, um, and just see of. people as fully human, eh? Yeah, and just absolutely. want to work yep. with them on that level. Yep. Yeah. Then then this place um, might not be the best place for you. So <laughs> yeah. we've seen that and that's all part of it. But um end of the day, we're, we're striving to continue to add value um, in that space and we're constantly recruiting, so yeah. we're always looking for new people. Um, we've been we've been lucky to get some real good people that yeah. have really created a, a a nice core of support staff. Um, yeah. And when you're adding value to that, um, they just feed off each other. And yeah, you get really that culture work. right, yeah. eh? And it just continues. That's right. Yeah, and it's a big, big um, sort of project for us at the moment is just getting that culture to where we need it to be yeah. and, and continuing to feed and grow that um, with good mm. people and yeah. value and, and whatever we're doing. So, Is there still a view to grow, to get more homes on board? Yeah, we've, um, that's been a, well now that I'm in this role, it's um, sort of opened my eyes up to more of the strategic um, yes. sort of plans and sort of governance and what are, our, what are we going to do? Like we're at this point now, we've got uh, 28 residents in residential care and then we've got four that sit in another contract that we have mm. and um, I'll bring that up now actually so residential we support them in our homes but we also have a contract with Health Vision who are a big um, provider who contract ACC to support people in their own homes wow yeah so cool. we got that contract a couple of years ago and we've got four resident uh, sorry four uh, members in our team that we support in their own home and they're all uh, sorry three of them are spinal Yep. Um, injuries and one head injury so as you can imagine things like going to the toilet modified homes modified yeah. cars it's a um, it's it's a very complex package of care for those people yeah. and, and the right people is huge because you're going into their home that, yeah exactly so you're entering into a space that is tapu to them and yeah you know we've got to first and foremost understand what does that mean from that person's perspective um, from a tikanga or cultural perspective as well and how do we honour that and still provide a, a, a good level of care for them yeah. without disrespecting any of that. So um, we've got four residents in that space. We're wanting to grow that contract. So at the moment, um, the reason we brought that on was when I came to Frankton Park, it was all residential care. Mm. So we had the houses, we were looking after everyone, we were doing a great job in that space. The, the vision for me was more... What I could see is when people move on from Frankton Park. Yeah. Um, and one thing I learned at ACC is that our clients continuously had to tell their story over oh. and over and over yes. again. Yeah. And how frustrating that and challenging that can be for somebody with a brain injury. And demoralising sometimes yeah. too, you know. So you're not listening to me. Or That's right, exactly. I've already said this yeah. thousands of times. And, yeah. you know, you add a cognitive impairment into that. Yes. Frustration, anxiety. Yeah. And that's not a way to build a relationship. So yeah. we're big on as I mentioned earlier, building relationship and rapport first and foremost. If you can get that, yeah. the rest of it becomes a whole lot easier. 
trust, honesty, all that stuff. So um, back to what I was mentioning there was, so we got that contract. Um, the vision was basically how do we continue to support our whānau that have come into residential care and then progress through a, a um, period of time and then able to go back to their home or back into their own independent yeah. living situations. How do we stay with them? Yeah. So that contract, in my knowledge, with ACC was kind of the vision. Of how to start creating that pathway yeah, a, through. a continuation of care yeah. is what I refer to it as. And, and, um, and what that is is a continuation of a relationship, eh? Because especially absolutely. if you're living yep. as, you know, flatmates essentially. Yep. You know? And, and when one of our residents progresses into an independent home where they've learned enough skills to live independently, they still require a level of care. Exactly, yeah. To maintain and, and obviously sustain and continue to grow. So that contract allowed us to do that. Yeah. And we've had some success with um, a couple of our residents that have gone out. And our relationship with ACC has been residential care. This is what we're doing. This is our plan. Six months, we're going to move this client into hopefully an independent living space. Yeah. Um, that's been challenging in its own right, as you know, accommodation <laughs> and the way the way of the world at the moment. Yeah. Emergency housing, all that sort of stuff. Finding houses. Mm. Massive challenge, but um, we've we've been lucky enough to sort of progress through it and then move into a, a different type of care package where um, we're coming in two to three hours a day, checking on them, helping with meal prep, yeah. just helping prompting oversight supervision style of um, of care. Yeah. And, and they know us, so they're yeah. not feeling invaded by a stranger coming in. They know we know their story. We've got yeah. that relationship already, so that continuation of care vision has been something big for me. Yeah, and um, kind of what I wanted to bring to Frankton Park, and we've been able to achieve that, which is awesome. And I guess when you ask us if we're going to grow, we really want to look at how we grow in that space. Yeah. Um, residentially, uh, when I when I arrived at Frankton Park, one of the big things Daryl mentioned to me was, um, I don't want to be one of these big companies. Yeah. I want to be boutique, and that was the word he used, the boutique, yeah. and um, really focus on the quality of yeah. our service and. You get too big, and I know we say this when companies get a lot bigger. Sometimes our people within the company can become a number, yeah, um, rather than a person, and, and we don't want to go that way. I so hundred percent agree. Yeah, 100%. so we've got to a point now where um, we're pretty happy with what we've got in terms of a residential space. We've got about six vacancies at the moment in there, so. Um, there's a little plug for anyone that's yeah. listening. If you know anyone with brain injuries or challenges at home, all those sorts of things, come and come and see us, and we'll see how we can help you. Um, but we don't want to go too much bigger here. We've, we're working with a company called Franchise New Zealand at the moment, um, in, in the manualisation of our um, organisation. So yeah. just making it uh, replicable. Yeah. So we can take it wherever we want. We found through going to Palmerston North. How much that meant and moved us and meant to the whānau. Um, we've developed some relationships with whānau in the Hawke's Bay, um, Tauranga. I've got a connection to um, myself. I worked there for a period of time for ACC. Yeah. So I know there's a massive need there and we're already servicing the Tauranga area. So our immediate kind of vision is that we could potentially open up a branch in either Tauranga or Hawke's Bay and support those areas yeah. um, but again there's challenges in the property market and <laughs> costs and all of that stuff yeah, so <laughs> that's the kind of plan at the moment but um, aside from that we've also learnt uh, through through the probably the last couple of years around um, how complex and demanding 
the support for some of our brain injured people can be and we've had to unfortunately um, see some of our people come and go from services and, and ours included where we we simply couldn't meet the need in a community-based setting. Yeah. So that's planted a seed for us to look at um, how do we support these people with higher challenges. Yeah. And we're talking around some of our, our the cohort in that space that we've had to deal with in the past, bring uh, the mental health aspects, the yeah. drug and alcohol, the pre-accident traumas of whatever yes. their, their, their life might have been like at that time. Um, homelessness and yeah. lack of support, lack of whānau, all that stuff, which develops a very, very complex, um, challenging behaviour. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff. So we're, we're, we're now looking at a purpose-built environment for these people. And um, we're meeting, or we've met with um, investors, we're, we're meeting with property developers to create a space here in Hamilton. We don't quite know yet what it looks like, but the vision is basically a secure um, facility uh, of homes, individual homes that are wrapped around with all the clinical support that they need from RNs to OTs, physios, etc. They're on site for them. Um, There'll be obviously some strict rules and things around these types of people, but the environment's very important for them um, because they don't function in a community-based yeah, spaces model quite, like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting them to a specialised unit is, um, and that would just be in- incredible as yes. well to get to that point because essentially, all there is currently is like Henry Bennett. Like, yes, you know, yep. and, and that might not be quite the right model, eh? Yeah, and and when we look at brain injury, so Henry Bennett are more yes. obviously mental health. That's right. Um, we've had um, clients, residents come in and out of Henry Bennett yes. from us to them, and vice versa. Yeah, and it's been a challenge. I can imagine working in that space yeah. because there's been a, a stigma around. Well, and I don't know what it is, and I hope it does change very soon. But there's a, a stigma around responsibility that well, it's mental health, it's yes. yours, and no, no, well, he's got a brain injury, Teresa, so he's your responsibility. Right. Yeah, and um, we're really trying to work and collaborate rather than compete, and yeah. I think that's important that. Um, Okay, so we know that he's got a brain injury. We also know he's got mental health and he's also got drug and alcohol. So let's, as a team, yeah. work together to, to meet the individual needs of this person and tailor it. Yeah. If he lives with us, then we'll expect to have uh, mental health workers on site three, yeah. four times a week to look after that part of his living and we'll have them at external community-based drug and alcohol or whatever but really tailoring these packages to meet the need rather Mm. than um, organisations sitting there saying well he's your responsibility you take him he's not this and so we've got um we've got like 30 seconds left I just wanted to check you you did talk about he is it for men or is it for men and women for everyone okay cool and ages ages is 18 plus so we don't support children at this stage but that's another vision um, for us on how we could do that um, but 18 plus so we've got a range our youngest is 18 and our eldest person in service at the moment is 68 yes so we've got a, a wide range of that males and females we have a couple of female homes we have a couple of homes that integrate male and yep. female um, so yeah we'll cover the whole lot based I just on love it. whatever's needed we'll we'll, um, we'll find a way sounds like a really special service and I think we're extremely lucky um, in Kirikiridoa to have a service like this available and particularly with that Kaupapa Māori 
perspective. Yeah. Um, yep. So, look, thank you so much for coming in, and I would love to get you on again as as some of these other visions come on board, and I have no doubt they will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> More than happy to, to jump on and share what we're doing. Um, as you say, a lot of people have not heard of us. Yeah. And um, this is one of our major projects is to, it's to really get it out there so that people know there is support available. And so if you're listening, share the podcast as well, people. Let <laughs> <Thank laughs> me just spread the word. That is us for another week. You have been listening to Connect with Community Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.